Okay, and so let's talk about how non-communication affected my relationship. Whether the communication was good, well, I mean the non-communication was good or bad. And meaning that the reason why they wouldn't communicate with me had nothing to do with me uh, as far as good. Or it, has, it had a reason to uh, deal with me. And then ultimately, you got to think, even if it's a good reason, it had nothing to do with me, it turns into the bad reason, which it has something to do with me. Because that, that energy, uh, that feeling is affecting you personally. So it has shifted to your partner. So anyways, so for me, you know, when I've had, had non-communication in relationships, I, I never really said anything. I mean, the the the... You know, non-communication in a relationship is the elephant in the room. And what I mean about an elephant in a room, and if you think about that saying, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. You know what I'm saying? Because if you saw an elephant in a room, you would sit, you would know. It's big as fuck. It don't belong. It just, something don't just seem right with the picture. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I mean non-communication in a relationship is the elephant in the fucking room. So we see it. Both parties will see that people are not communicating properly. You know what I'm saying? But we're not saying anything, you know, about it. But it is known. It is recognized. Believe me. You know what I'm saying? So, and then ultimately, you got to think about how people communicate. So, just because we communicate certain ways doesn't mean that person communicates or understands what you're saying. That is the tricky part. But anyways, let's get back to what I was saying is... um. Just how I just wouldn't even say anything. And then it would turn to me towards myself, like these racing thoughts about how I beat myself up, about how it's me and I've done something and what can I do better. All this self-critiquing, you know, that comes from non-communication with a partner. That's crazy. So, and then, you know, when the partner comes two days later or whatever the time frame is that they want to come um apologize or uh basically communicate because people communicate at their own timing too that's the weird thing you know what i'm saying you can't expect somebody to communicate when you want to communicate like i said people communicate different and that means communicating two days later two hours later two months later you never fucking know so anyways um, so, you know, it turns into this battle of the, of the, the mind, the wheels of whatever, when someone is not communicating me. And for me, it's like, I really don't even know, want to know what's the issue. Like the issue at hand is something I feel like as an adult, that's something that you need to handle. We don't need the baby. Anybody have all these codependent issues and saying, you need to tell me what's going on all the time. And I people feel that way in marriage. And maybe because that is another step up in life commitment, you do need to tell your partner yourself. But I'm just speaking in general and just regular relationships, situationships, entanglements, whatever the fuck you want to call it. You know what I'm saying? So even in friendships, you know, communication goes er, every human needs communication. And then when you take it a step further, even pets need communication. You know what I'm saying? After a certain while, you understand your pet. It's communicating in pet language to you to a fucking human. So you know that your fucking dog is hungry when it fucking wags his tail on your legs or it's scratching the door because it want to go outside. It's fucking communication, even with an animal. So this whole fucking world revolves around communication. It's just how do people communicate? Mm. 
So, like I said, I really don't care about the issue at hand unless that's what something you want to disclose. Me, it's just I need the communication. Hey, this is what's going on. It has nothing to do with you. Give me some space. Or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And that's something I think as adults we need to do properly. As mo- We can go down the line. Like I say, as mothers, you need to do more. You know what I'm saying? And these are things, like I said, I'm just recognizing for myself. I'm not a saint. I'm still working on these things, like I said. These are just things, you know, thought processes that come to me and, you know, through my enlightenment. So, I hope you enjoy our little first podcast. And the name of my podcast is called On The Cool. Like, because On The Cool, this is what I'm thinking about. And just something I just want to throw out there. Hey. Hi, my star seeds. Welcome back um, to a special, special report <clears throat> in the continuous episode of my first ever um, podcast I put out called Communication. Um, and it was put out um, July 16th, 2020. So if you're listening to this right now, this is just a bonus you know, episode that has been tied into my first ever released podcast um, as an anniversary gift to you guys and to myself, Starseeds. And and when I, you know, listen to episode one, I see so much growth. And I hope you will see this as, you know, this episode is just a continuation of communication And all the techniques that I've learned, my growth um, from my first episode of my communication, you know, when I first, you know, went back and kind of heard it several times and I had to listen to it before, you know, I went on into the bonus part of it. I was like, dang, girl, who hurt you? Who hurt you? You know what I'm saying? I kind of sound hurt. Um, So, you know, one of the things that came to mind first was um, the cursing. Um, and I was like, you're cursing a lot, you know, um, using a lot of profanity. And is this the way that you want the world to view you? And for me, I made my mind to not continue cursing. So as you can see in several episodes after the first beginning ones, because those are the special babies that were never supposed to get out. So when I released those initial ones, those were never supposed to get out to anybody so that that you can see the transition going forward because now I have an audience. It's not just me and me only hearing it. So I didn't want to get put in a category. It's kind of like an actor or actress or you're a singer, a star, a superstar. They have more than one talent. They can sing, they can dance, they can act. So I wanted to be able to touch all categories, uh, not just mental health. Like I said, life improvement, self-improvement, just being a better person all around and, you know, just having a wide range and, you know, a variety of topics. So I didn't get put in a category, you know, so... um continuing on I decided to um not put profanity in my podcast and I will continue to do so you know so like I said um this is just a continuation of communication and as I go through this and tell you how you know I basically just stuff I've learned and stuff I learned I needed to work through I know I needed to grow on 
I knew that I was good at, that I was bad at. You know, I did a little bit of seminars, some webinars, you know, you know, one is just in person and one is over the web, basically, um, about communication styles and just the proper way of communicating. So, um, I'm happy to share, you know, what I've learned with you guys on this bonus part of my episode of communication, my first ever baby (laughs) that was released as an anniversary gift to you guys. Just circling back around a year later and seeing the improvement. And this is actually the third top episode in the world. And it's like neck and neck when we give up and give in two. So, I mean, when I say neck and neck, just by one. So, this communication might get knocked up to number two. And hopefully with me putting this bonus episode, and you can actually see growth now, that it'll be in number two or number one. So, let's reach for those stars, star seeds. Let's plant those stars. So, the first thing, you know... Uh, like the techniques that I'm using now and I'm learning in communication is I'm not the first to respond. And that's funny because when I thought about it, you always got somebody that you know that got to have the last word. So have you ever met a person that needed to have a first word? <laughs> like the, the total opposite. So those type of people kind of only listen uh, to respond. Um, it's not like it's going out of one ear out the other. It's kind of like going over their head. So they're listening, and I kind of pride myself on listening to the ending of what somebody says. It tells you all you need to know. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, that you know. So it's like, okay, so how do you not be the first to respond? Easy. Listen. Listen. And it's super hard. You get antsy because it's like your body want to have these knee-jerk reactions. You know, it just wants to do it. You know, it's a habit that's been formed and things like that. So what it's teaching you at that moment is patience. So when you have patience, you can really see what the person is saying instead of making assumptions because you're clearly um, not really getting the picture of what they're trying to portray to you. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it was hard at first, but now that I'm able to, you know, sit back and not have the first word or the first person to respond or listening to respond, because that's a type of communication style, too. Um, but it was more so that it prompted me to wait a while and that whatever questions or demands of me um, were warranted um, to think about think about it. So I learned to just actually wait to respond. It became from the first to respond, just to wait to respond. Because sometimes we just, like I said, those knee-jerk reactions, we'll blurt out things and have a lot of foot-in-mouth moments. And it's hard to take those words back. They're just there. You're looking at them. We're looking at them. (laughs) So they're not going anywhere. Um, I also learned how to be the bigger person. I actually felt like I've always been that person. But it was more pride and ego-based. When I say pride and ego-based, like, this is the best thing to do as far as a character trait. This is the standard that's set for the world. And you don't want to be categorized as a bully or, you know, one of these type of people that just are just, they never agree with people and they always think they're right. So um, to not feel like I was getting put in that category, I started being the bigger person. And the example of that was like, 
situations I knew I was wrong or situations where I knew that my, maybe mine was the best way to go forward and I was just trying to protect somebody and they didn't agree or they felt controlled or manipulated or, you know, something happens to me and it's really hurtful, even though the person probably didn't know they was really doing it. Um, being the bigger person. And sometimes, guys, when you're being the bigger person, that does not mean be mute. Sometimes you can be a bigger person um, and say what's in your heart and how you feel in an appropriate way. Going back to no profanity, um, projecting your, you know, your emotions on somebody, trying to belittle somebody. So you're not that trying to be the bigger person, you know, just standing up for your beliefs, but being firm and holding everybody accountable. And that's one of the things I learned also in communication is um, holding people accountable as well as not holding myself accountable because I was always that. I wanted to be somebody on my best behavior. So I was going to hold myself accountable to a standard I set myself. But when I wanted branched out and I wanted the approval of others and not a dejecting way, it was more like, um, you know, I wanted them to be on my side, you know. So it was like, I just, you know, I was just wanting to be the bigger person. I know people are not going to always see what I see. A lot of people um, mentally might not even can understand some of the things that I'm saying, you know, and things of that nature. So it's like, um, it's not like you have to dumb down. You just want to meet somebody halfway. So that's what it's all about. And like, let's go on. So it was like, I was respecting people's differences, you know, opinions, their boundaries and their viewpoints. So when I say respecting people's differences, it just goes back to what I say to agree to disagree. You know, your opinion, everybody opinion is valid. You want to know why? Because feelings are valid. And, and in order to have an opinion, it's a feeling behind it. So um, boundaries, a lot of people, um, boundaries are, let me just let you know, are invisible. They're not like the border of Mexico where it's a line drawn, drawn, drawn out. You know what I'm saying? So with people, they're very invisible. And what happens is it's like a force field, a wall you'll come up against and something tells you it's not right every time you do it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I have to respect people's boundaries because some people don't know how to tell people no. Some people are people pleasers like me. So, you know, those boundaries have to be put in place for that person to feel safe around you. You know, viewpoints just, you know, and that goes on religion and every other thing that people have multiple viewpoints on. So it's really something you have to always have an open mind. So when you're respecting people's viewpoints, you're just having an open mind at that point. Um, putting myself in their shoes. Um, that's when you open up your third eye. So you have your left and your right, and it's always going to give you that vision, which is your side and their side. You see what I'm saying? You have a side to the story and they have a side to the story and always what the, what's the, you know, they say the middle, um, the third, the third, my bad, the third side is the middle, the truth that nobody knows. And that's kind of like the third eye. Nobody knows. <laughs> you can't see it. You can't feel it. You probably don't even feel like it's there, but it's there. And it's basically you stepping outside of your body and putting yourself in that person's shoes in that moment to see how it would affect you. 
So it's not like you're stepping outside of your body or nothing. You're like, okay, if this was me in this situation, how would I handle it? Would I feel the same way they feeling? Does this situation arouse for that type of emotion? So you ask yourself so many questions in this until you come to a conclusion like yay or nay. Okay, it's pretty valid. You know what I'm saying? I have to respect this, you know, this person's opinion. Um, I'm more compassionate and understanding. Um, more compassion and understanding is all feeling. There's no physical thing or materialistic thing you can give somebody or verbally say. Compassion and understanding is the heart and the brain working in tandem. So it's like the compassion is the heart and the understanding is the brain. So when you use your heart and your brain together, which is the logic and emotion, basically, and because sometimes the heart rules the head and the mind rules the heart. So when they're working together, that's how you can become more compassionate and understanding. Um, just uh, one of the things was I felt myself, you know, within this last year and a half or so um, during this um, pandemic was I was thrown into um, more social situations and I am like, um, yeah, I pride myself on being an ambivert, but I'm more of an introvert. So, and a lot of people don't realize that a lot of people can be an introvert by default, meaning they're just were not as cool. They didn't have as many friends. They weren't, you know, didn't have any social skills as much. They really like being alone. So they personally, by default, put themselves in this category of an introvert. You have no one around you to talk to, nor do you want to engage into it. You see what I'm saying? So now you're an introvert. Um, and then an extrovert is, like you said, someone that's outgoing that loves to be in the crowd and around people. And it's just different types of extroverts, and we won't even get into that. You know what I'm saying? But an ambivert is when you have a little bit of both. So me being an introvert and getting pushed in these social situations um, where I had to be an extrovert, um, I learned to blend the two because, you know, I had to work on what you call interpersonal skills. And I think I want to do that as an episode for you guys so we can brush up on our interpersonal skills. So because you're an introvert, you don't have, you know, any thought-provoking things like I need to brush up on my interpersonal skills. And our personal skills are things that just make you who you are, how you interact, you know, um, as a person. So it's your it's the innermost part of you that you show to the world in a skillful way. You know what I'm saying? So it was like in social media, you're pushed out of a comfort zone. And in, in, in social media, you can see the people that, don't be on there as much or don't post. And it's like you can divide the, and you know, the extrovert and the introverts on social media, plain as day. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's kind of like um, the person that can use like the left hand and the right hand. I think it's ambidextrous. So it's like, it's just like using your left and your right brain. Look at all that. So when those two things combine and come together, it's so amazing. You know what I'm saying? So I've learned so much in communicating. I've learned so much in responding to people. I've learned so much just, you knowing that communication is more than just talk. You know, it's a feeling. Um, it's a body language. It's no language at all. 
And that's why people say silence is deadly or silence speaks the most. To see how much, you know, see how many, you know, scenarios you can come up out of silence in your head. It's like 50 of them came already, you know what I'm saying, through a silent conversation or something that's been froze on ice silent. You know what I'm saying? So we want to learn how to communicate. It's very important because if you think about it, communication is just like money. We need it everywhere we go, even when you're trying to give money. They got to count you out your chain. Seven, you know, they got to tell you your total. They communicating with you with your money you know when you you know you communicate with your banker you don't just go in there and just hand them stuff and they know what to do with it all the time because you're a regular so we want to work on communicating effectively we want to work on communicating openly and most importantly we want to communicate it authentically so that's what it's all about we're working on ourselves and we're being better people every day I love you, my star seeds. Um, and keep on listening, keep on rocking with me, keep on holding your girl down. You know, you you are the biggest movement behind me, even when you don't see it and I don't see it. You said things in motion, like I said, plant seeds. And when you plant seeds before I end this, it takes a while for things to grow. I think, you know, to grow roses, it takes a year or so for them to even sprout after you planted seeds. So I want you to always, when I share and post things with you guys or tell you about what is going on, is to let you know these seeds that we have planted are sprouting. When I use these big words, it's not to be fancy and to feel like I'm a nerd or know-it-all. It's because... I love learning something new every day, and I want to spread that knowledge to others. I want to encourage others, and I want to show people that you are not alone. We all have these issues we're going through. We all have things we need to work on. It's just, do you want to work on them? And know that when you do decide that, that it's hard work that you have to put in just like anything else. When you want to exercise, when you want to go on a diet, it's hard work. So let's plant these seeds continuously, put in that hard work. I love you, my star seeds.